Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Yes, I love that song. There is room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for me. And it is gatherings like this, whether whether virtual or reality or in person, that we discover the riches that are found at the cross, the riches that are found at the altar. My name is Pastor Brian, and I am elated. I am so excited to spend time with you, each and every one of you on tonight. Uh, This is part three of uh, the seed, the womb, and the blood, and we're going to... um, uh, there, there, there is so much to be unpacked in these three. Uh, but it is the blood that uh, um, uh, um, forces tried to kill the seed before Christ was born. Uh, um, the king at that time had all firstborn children killed because there was a threat of a king to a threat to his throne. Uh, But because he wasn't spiritual, he didn't recognize that there was a king that was coming who was already king. He was thinking a, a, a man child was going to be born that would ascend to the throne. What he did, what he, what he never listened to the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Amos, Micah, was that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords already sat on his throne. <laughs> Is that all right? He was coming to, he was coming to earth for, for a short visit, 33 years. And, uh, but you, you, you can't take from the creator what the creator created. And certainly, even if you could, it wouldn't be the created that would take from the creator what the creator created you follow me on that? God bless each and every one of you. Uh, um, uh, we're going to pray, and I've been praying for each and every one of you that we receive the word, that the word become engrafted in our hearts for such a time as this. Um, I believe it's Alabama. I believe it's Alabama. Uh, They have proposed, it hasn't passed. It's a a red state, meaning Republican is an extremely conservative red state. And uh, um, uh, MAGA, if you will. Uh, And in, in, in their strong conservative, ultra-conservative, uh, right-wing uh, beliefs. 
But as I've been saying for a while, God uses ungodly men and he uses ungodly women. There is nothing that God can't do or nothing that God can't use because God has, has access, to, access to everything that he created. And by the way, he created everything. Colossians, the first chapter, Colossians tells us that by him, meaning Christ, all things were created, visible and invisible. Kings, thrones, dominions, powers. Isaiah, the 45th chapter, tells us that I, God, he's speaking in the first person, I, God, create evil. God says, I create mayhem. Yes, yeah, Satan does his little thing, but he thinks he's doing a lot when he's kicking up dust. I literally create mayhem. I literally create. I can, I, 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 I use the lying spirit to hatch a plan at my round table. I invited demonic spirits at my round table in, 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 in found in First Chronicles. How, how is that? In Isaiah 45, back to Isaiah 45, he says, I raise kings and I lower kings. Hmm. He also said in Isaiah 45, he said, I create darkness. Whether that's literally or figuratively. Amen. So let's not let, let, let let's not discount God's ability. Uh, Trump may never come to know Christ. Um, uh, as his personal savior, but it doesn't mean that he cannot be used by Christ. All right. And as Christians, as believers, we should be very careful how, um, no matter how wicked or how, or how ungodly, uh, individuals or organizations may appear, by the way, the Democrats, they are right up there in wickedness with the Republicans. Um, uh, I sent a I sent a a link a website link to our um, I was also testing our new um, band um, our new uh, internal messaging uh, uh, app. Uh, thank you, DC uh, um, Deacon Clyde Anderson. What a great choice! Um, uh, he curated that and brought it to us, and we're all getting into it. And wow, this is. This is um, this is a banger. This is this is fire. This is on. I'm not I'm not 14. This is not fire. This is not on fire. Well, it's on fire. All right. And I think it's fantastic. And so I tested a link. Um, please text me or or throw a thumbs up on here or confirmation that you were able to open the link. And it was concerning the. The uh, let me see if I can pull it up now. It was concerning the the Democratic Convention of the mid twenties, uh, um, before right uh, a little before the uh, a little before the uh, the uh, Great Depression. And uh, I moved on to another site. Um, this is a book about the Ku Klux Klan that I'm thinking about purchasing. Um, I believe it was the 1924, 1925 
Democratic convention. It's usually both conventions is usually where they pick their nominee to run for president. And uh, yes, yes, bless you, sir. And and it's 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 commonly called in the annals of history the Klan convention. And the Democratic Party funded and fueled the Ku Klux Klan through the late 1800s and into the early 1900s under the Democratic Party control. The Ku Klux Klan killed and lynching being many over 1,000 African Americans, over 1,000 under the direct, under the direct party rule of the Democratic Party. The Ku Klux Klan was a Democratic Party. So when I stand before you and I say, our entire government is wicked. Yes, do they do good things? Yes, they do good things. Uh, but their hearts God says, but your hearts are against me. Jesus looked, Jesus using a parable of a, of, of a gravestone. He said the outside of the gravestone is whitewashed. You take care of it. You, 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 you use the paint of your day 2,000 years ago. You trim the grass around it, put nice little flowers up like we do today. He said, but on the inside is dead man bones. And on the inside of American politics, really worldwide politics, is dead man bones. Amen? So, God, uh, Revelation 11, the 11th chapter, verse 15, says, The kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After the second, let me repeat it verbatim as I can. After the seventh trumpet sound, sounded seven, perfection, completion, it is done, it is over. I have spoken, that is it, there's nothing else to say, nothing else to do. You had trumps one, two, three, four, five, six. You had trumpets been blowing, candles been blowing, the words been going, but there's going to be a seven for everybody. Eight is new beginning. All right, you don't have a new beginning if you're carrying old furniture into a new house. All right. You don't carry old man bones. You don't carry old politics, old, old school systems, old educational systems, old medical systems. By nature, by nature, all of the kingdoms that God has identified in the King's Healing Room are corrupt by nature. Religious, the health, the religious industry, the health industry, the intelligence or the educational system from pre-K all the way up to higher education. And a relative called me today, called me this morning. I, I, uh, I called them back a, a, a little bit ago. Doctor, Sister Trish, I don't talk about it enough, but Trish and I don't, we don't, we, 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 we don't, we, we don't talk too, too much about our children and our accomplishments. Um, I'd much rather celebrate your children and you and your accomplishments. Trish herself has three degrees. Brian Jr., has his master's. Uh, um, uh, uh, there, good things happen 
and used properly, used properly. Uh, education is a blessing. I'm not coming at that. I'm talking about at the core of the institutions, at the core of the institutions. Is that all right? Now, the religious, health, intelligence, finance. <laughs> do, do, do we need any convincing on that? Technology. All right. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you for your graciousness. We thank you for, we thank you for directing us to your throne of grace where we may obtain mercy and find said grace in time of need. Lord, we thank you that you have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your agape, your dear son, where we have redemption through his blood, Yeshua's blood, and even the forgiveness of sins. So we stand before you tonight, Father, clean, not because we are clean, but because your word has deemed us clean. As your word says, only clean hands and a pure heart shall ascend into your presence. And Lord, as we come tonight, we have prayed, Lord, that you would forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of all iniquity in the name of Jesus, straighten out the crooked paths. Let us call us a sweet odor in your nostrils in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, finally, for this purpose on tonight, Bible study, the King's Healing Room, I pray that you open up our spiritual eyes and ears and, and, and reveal to us the secrets the, the hidden secrets, the revelations of your word that we may grow thereby and grow closer to you and be more and more assured day by day, minute by minute, second by second, that you, that, that, that when we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that you are the only begotten son of God in the flesh and that you were born the Virgin Mary you lived 30 years, you taught and discipled for three years, you willingly, you laid your life down on the cross and died, but you rose again. And I think our, our next major, it's not even a holiday, it's been so commercialized, uh, it's called Easter, but one of the, one of the most revered Christian days is, is more appropriately called Resurrection Sunday. We love you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak healing in your body, your bride. We speak deliverance. Uh, we speak to the oppressed Ukraine, uh, um, uh, Russia. There are mothers and fathers um, whose, whose young men and young women uh, un unwillingly have gone to fight a war that's not their war. And just as Ukraine, there are deaths. There are deaths in Russia, too. And there are parents, there are siblings, um, there are children whose fathers have been slain on the battlefield and will grow up fatherless and for a war that's not even their war. So we continue to pray for those here, there, and everywhere uh, um, Gaza Strip, uh, Israel. Lord, we pray that your 
that your plans that have been written in stone before the worlds were framed, that your mercy prevail, ah, that the love of Jesus Christ and the purpose, one of the main purposes that he came on this earth to, to be born, to live, to die, and to rise again, that, that Yeshua stands as an advocate to you, Father, and pleads our mercy. He pleads our case as a barrister, as a lawyer, pleads their case before a judge and jury. But Lord, you are judge and you are jury and you are righteous in your judgment. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for considering the pleads of the one with the perfect blood sacrifice. We're talking about the blood tonight. That's a great segue. We love you, everybody. Give God praise right where you are. Amen. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to the seed. I have, I've gotten wonderful comments. I thank you. Uh, Mother Hill, uh, after last week, um, she said, what, what, once I stopped blushing, she said, I think I was all right. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, well, I, I said, mom, I, I, I think the worst is past us. All right. Um, but we've, we, we, we've certainly, we've certainly broken the ice. Is, is that all right? We've certainly, we've certainly stepped outside of our comfort zone and, and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, words that are commonly used in the health industry, in the in the sex industry. Um, um, uh, Trish and I have, uh, uh, well, including our grandchildren, we have four boys, uh, uh, three adult males, uh, 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 Brian Jr., Jared, and Evan. And uh, Evan will be 21 this year. And Ian, who is six, just turned six last month. And uh, they and uh, uh, baby boys um, in most Western civilized countries, um, before they leave the hospital, they they have a procedure called circumcision, and you find it throughout the Old and the New Testament. Um, I was just reading, uh, just just for my pleasure. Uh, I enjoyed the stories of the of the Old Testament. I I I I I, I enjoy the novellas. Uh, the uh, short stories, uh, um, and uh, uh, I was just I, I was just I was just I was just reading of I was just reading of Goliath, and uh, and uh, David told his king at that time, King Saul. He said, "Why is everybody so afraid of the giant?" I'm 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 paraphrasing, and I'm embellishing, and a little bloviation, a, a little. A little outlandish speak here, and and King Saul. Well, he's he's 150 feet tall and 9,000 pounds, and and his spear is, is 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 as long as a is a is is, is the cars on a on a uh, train. And David said, once again, I'm embellishing. All right, I'm bloviating a little bit here. I can imagine little David whose armor wouldn't even fit him. The armor of a grown man was too big. He looked at his king and said, yeah, but he's uncircumcised. Ooh, how, how does that sound? Yeah, but he's not fit. He's not fit. 
to have the victory over us. They're not even, he's not even a worthy champion. Later in the Old Testament, Saul's, King Saul's son, Jonathan, David's best friend. That's where we get the phrase, a friend is closer than a brother. It's literally biblical talk. And they were hiding out from the Philistines to, they were on a, they were on a recon mission, recognitive uh, mission to see, to see where their forts were and everything. And Jonathan looked at his armor bearer and said, these cats are uncircumcised. He said, I think we can take them because God can win with a few just as much as God can win with many. And that's why you always have to walk with people who touch and agree. The Bible said, how can two walk together except they agree? And, and the armor bearer said, if, if you think we can do it, if you think God is able, then I think God is able. So let's go do this thing. And two men, two men with not even arrows, just, just, just spears, swords, and shields, took down an entire Philistine garrison or fort. Uh, uh, so so uh, um, if, there's, if there's a male next to you, um, some of the terms that we've been using, uh, sexual or returning to, uh, referring to uh, reproductive parts and, and uh, um, the seed or the sperm, the womb, which all entails, the ovaries, um, um, uh, Philippian tubes, um, the vagina, uh, um, the entire reproductive organs of men and women, God designed. We're going to do a little, re we're going to start in Genesis, the first chapter for the blood. And, uh, and then we went to the womb on last week. Um, I've had great comments and I've been empowered um, to, to continue. This will end this series, but it won't end our dialogue, especially, especially the blood, because there's too much to bring out about that. And it's in each one, the seed, the womb, and the, the blood, they're all relevant today. And every time we turn on the news, every time we turn on the news, every time we turn around, one of those three or any combination of those three or all three at the same time are being come against in our society today because that's all Satan's after. He's after what he can't produce. <laughs> Is that all right? He's after what he can't produce. He's not a creator. He's a perverter. All right. God bless you. We love you. Uh, um, last week, I gave you four scriptures. I'm just going to read the scriptures. And, and this is my prayer for each and every one of you. It's contained in these four. Um, it's not Bible study per se, uh, um, but that we would have the courage to go deeper, to launch deeper. Jesus was on the seashore when he started choosing disciples. And the first place he went is to the seashore of Galilee because, um, because to make fishers of men, you need men or and women that understand that, that understand what fishing is. Right? So, uh, 
So he picked two gentlemen and he said, now I will, I will uh, um, uh, trans, uh, transformational leadership. I will transform you from fishers of fish to fishers, to fisher, fishers of men. And so Psalms 107, 23 through 24, if you're not satisfied with the revelations that you're receiving, if you're not satisfied or desire to know, to know deeper things of the Lord, then we've got to read deeper. We've got to pray deeper. We've got to fast deeper. All right. If, if, uh, if you, if you want, I know everybody's so impressed by my biceps, my triceps, my six packs, you know, my, I'm hulking, I'm, I'm growing out of my clothes. I know, I know y'all see it and, and I'm trying to wear baggy clothes, you know, but my muscles are just, I, you know, just Popeye, they're just popping out all over the place. And, 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 you know, I can't, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, Lord, please forgive me. That was, I believe that was my first lie of the day, but Lord, if that was so obvious, was it even a lie? <laughs> right. Um, uh, but we know that if you want to diet, if you want to gain weight, if, if you want to grow muscles, it's going to take work. There's a saying, no pain, no gain. So as we want to grow, we want to grow deeper in our relationships, our marriages, our children, as our children evolve, as our children get older. We can't, it, it's almost impossible now for this generation to remain the same um, and sticking to our, our guns of, of 150 years ago, nine generations ago, that we don't evolve as parents. I just used the word fire earlier. I don't really use these terms, but, but, um, but there, there is a cultural references, amen, to, for us to stay relevant, amen. And so um, um, uh, I don't advocate smoking marijuana at all. I have my personal beliefs on it. But when it's lining up with the Bible, I believe anything, anything that, that uh, even pharmaceutical prescribed by your uh, doctor, that at, that at some point, if it, has a, if it has a negative impact on your lifestyle, I take drugs right now, and I thank God that he's weaning me off of a few drugs, including high blood pressure. I believe Mother Hill is off of her. I believe so. She can tell the full testimony, but I believe... She is off of her blood pressure meds. And, um, and so uh, we, we thank God for doctors, but we thank God for the truth of Dr. Jesus. Is that all right? So Psalms 107, verses 23 through 24, Luke chapter 5, 1 through 3. Uh, so Jesus asked them to push away from the shore to go deeper into the lake. In Colossians, I just quoted it just a few minutes ago. Colossians, the first chapter, 13 through 14, God has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That word dear, in the Greek literally means agape. All right, it means the purest form of love. The Greeks had three words for love. Eros is where we get words like erotic. All right, that, that, that means that, that means sensual those don't mean sexual but it's sensual love it's it's fleshly love all right it's the attachment that we have to our children all right outside out out 
outside of our godly appreciation for children. All right. Um, and then there's Philo, which is brotherly love. There's a city in, in, uh, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, which is named after, it's called the city of brotherly love. Um, uh, uh, Philadelphia is also the sixth church of, it is the sixth church of the seven churches of, uh, of uh, Revelation, the second and third chapters. The church of, Las, uh, uh, the church of Lasiodia being the seventh church, it is the sixth church, the church of brotherly love. Y'all listen to the teaching here tonight. It is the Church of Brotherly Love, the Church of Philadelphia, found in Revelation chapters 2 through 3, that locked Jesus out. And we love to quote the scripture, but here's the, here's the first definition. Here's the first truth of what that scripture means. I, Jesus, stand at the door and knock if any man, if any man will, and, and uh, open and I will enter. It is the Church of Brotherly Love that locked Christ out. He locked, the, he locked the church of brotherly love, locked Christ out of their hearts and, and locked his statutes and his precepts. And then it is the seventh church, the church of Lasiodia, uh, that God said, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because once we lock Jesus out, we're neither hot and we're not cold. We're lukewarm. And since God doesn't eat Snickers bars or... Uh, or um, or uh, cupcakes, or uh, or uh, Jimmy Dean uh, uh, breakfast sausages, a a amen amen or or Five Guys burgers, delicious fries. All right, all right. Anything God spews out of His mouth is His word. So He says, "I'll literally spew my word." Oh my gosh, out of your mouth. We're gonna read a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and and, and a little bit. Uh, um, uh, Christ said, you are clean through my word. Well, if God spews our word out of, our, out of his mouth, then how can man be clean? All right. We're in one of those churches right now. All right. We're, I, believe, I believe, I don't have proof, but I believe we're in one of those churches right now. All right. Um, God bless you. We love you. Uh, so those are the scriptures that I'm praying for you. Um, that your that your eyes and ears be open, not just to this teaching, not just the teaching that you get from other places, but the greatest, the greatest teaching, the greatest, the greatest revel, revelator, and that is the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us in our sleep. He speaks to us when we, uh, when we close our eyes. Um, Job the 30, 33rd chapter verses beginning of fourteen. Yea, God speaks once. Yea, God speaks twice to man, but man perceives him not. Is that all right? Um, um, uh, the, uh, young, the young priest-to-be, uh, Samuel, uh, was, uh, was asleep, and God called his name. And he got up, and he went to the high priest, Eli, and he said, did you call me? And, he, and Eli said, no, go, go back to sleep, lad. And Samuel laid down again, and again, Samuel. And he got up again, and he went to, 
He said, Master, are, are, are you calling me? And then Eli started, he said, the next time you're asleep and you hear someone call your name, he said, sit up straight and say, yes, Lord, here am I. And the third time God called his name. God is waking some of us up at 3 a.m. He's waking some of us up at midnight. He's keeping us awake, maybe not every night, till midnight. Um, it is truly the witch's hour. Um, there are four There are four watches, um, according to the Hebrew uh, day. Um, watch one is, begins at 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Watch two is from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. midnight. Watch three is from 12 a is from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. And watch four, the fourth watch, is from is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. All right, and it is at 6 a.m. that the Jewish tradition they would they would fast from the first watch, 6 p.m. to the fourth watch, 6 p.m. And at 6 a at, from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And then at 6 a.m. they would break their you already know what it is, fast, all right? So they would break their fast, and through the centuries, the millennium, we know the first meal that we traditionally eat in the morning, even if it's not cereal and milk, we call it breakfast. But it really comes from break fast, and it goes back even more archaic language to break your fast from the four watches, watches one, two, three, and four. Um, there was a, there was a movie, one of the, maybe TNT or ABC, and um, it was a police and fire drama, and um, I think it was a half hour, an hour show, and it was, and it was literally called The Third Watch, and it was, it focused on a police department, a fire department, uh, um, from, from like, from like midnight to 3 a.m. Or, or from midnight to 6 a.m. and the mayhem that takes place at night. Um, and uh, I'm rambling, so please let me, let me desist. And, uh, um, but I'd love your comments. Why God is in our bedchamber? Part three, the blood. Let's go to Genesis. If you'll turn to it right now, just go with me. I'm gonna read quickly. And we're going to read from, from two verses, uh, 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 three passages in, in, uh, in Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, chapter 4, and chapter 5. And we're going to lay the foundation. God has laid the foundation for the seed, the womb, and the blood. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. All of these in the King James and all of these especially Genesis 1, should be, we should be able to quote these pretty much verbatim. But here we go, King James. Want to hear it? Here we go. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, even the serpent. Verse 27, so God created man. This is some word play, but I'm going to read from the King James. And so we don't get too, we don't want to, I don't want to cloud the water with, with ESV or Amplified or ISV 
or NIV or any other VV, EE, CDE, EBGDEF. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created he, him. There's a lot of pronouns here, so I want to stick with me here. In the image of God created God, him, meaning man, male and female. We're talking about seed. This is not opinions, saints. This is an opinions. And here's one of the things I'm praying for, that as we, as we desire to know, the, to, to uncover, to reveal, for God to unfold the riches of his word, we've got to be a, we, have, we have to be willing and grasp the concepts that previously we may have just gone by our own emotions and our own feelings. All right. We have a generate we have a generation living that has that has that has lived through Jim Crow. All right. And that's uh, Mother Fane. Her birth her birthday was in the end of January. Thank you, Mother Hill, for reminding me of that. Mother Fane, I believe, would have been 99 this year, 98 or 99 this year. All right. That means that Mother Fane in her lifetime. She lived through Jim Crow, all right, which, once again, the laws of Jim Crow were not erected by the Republican Party, that evil empire, you know, like Star Wars, you know, Darth Vader, Luke, I am your father. Mm -mm. It was the Democratic Party, which most, most African Americans and Latinos, if we're honest, we just go in. And we just go right Democratic Party and we just go right from top to bottom in the booth. We're in the booth for four seconds. We don't we don't even hardly, you know, and I hope that's changing, you know, but we pretty much just go in and just because 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 we're so convinced that Republicans are bad and don't be African-American and be a Republican. Oh, my gosh. You might as well be a leper in your community. Amen. But it's only because we're ignorant, truly ignorant. But what happens when we're not, what happens when ignorant, the true sense of ignorant is lack of knowledge. What happens when we receive that knowledge and we still don't act accordingly? We're no longer ignorant. Now we're responsible. The Bible tells us, he that hath, he that hath an ear, let him hear what thus saith the Spirit. We can be ignorant until we're no longer ignorant. Lack of knowledge. I didn't know. Officer, I really didn't see that stop sign. Well, it is kind of covered up, but you know, I'm going to give you a warning. But, but, and the next day we come through, blow the stop sign. Same officer comes out. Well, officer, I didn't see it. Well, you were ignorant yesterday. But after you know the sign was there at this intersection, Today, you're responsible. Here's your ticket. Well, if man has that much sense, there's a saying in court, ignorance is bliss, but it doesn't stand up in court. Is that all right? So as we're learning, as we're learning, we're becoming responsible, we're becoming responsible to what we're learning about abortion, about race, about politics, Former President Barack Obama, you know, once again, don't believe me. Look at the proof in the pudding. 
the first president ever in the United States of America painted the White House in the in in the alphabet mafia colors. Now, we love everyone and we love our family members. I've sat here vehemently and 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 actually chastised parents and loved ones and siblings who treat their children or siblings or nieces or nephews or uncles or aunts, anything other with the love of God because of their lifestyle choices. Right? We can stand for what we believe for. We can stand in what we believe and still and still feel and still have feel love. Love for my brother and my sister, my global brother and my sister. When Jesus, oh my God, I'm rambling. I know I'm rambling, but all this is going to make sense. When the Pharisees tried to tie up Jesus and tried to get him to take 600 laws, over 600 laws and, uh, of the Mosaic law and condense them down into two laws. No, we got them now because how, how can you take six and reduce them down 600 and reduce them down to two? And without hesitation, Jesus was, Jesus was bad. Jesus was bad. But he's Jesus. He's God. So he's right. And without hesitation, he said, I got you. I got you. He said, he said, love God with your whole heart, mind, body and soul. Good one, good one, good one, good one, good one. You got us on that one. You get, you got to, you got us on that one, but you got to have two. She said, okay, all right. I only have to think about it. I already got this one in the bag. I already got this one in my pocket. Love your neighbor as yourself. Christ didn't say love your neighbor depending on how they're living. God said, Jesus, he's the Godhead. He said, I got the judging part. I got the judging part. I, you don't have a hell. You don't have a heaven to put people in. But our light, and as we win people in the New Testament with loving kindness, it might be, it might be that one or two souls in our families, because of our godly example, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Jesus Christ said, I, and James, he says, I've been tempted above all manner. In every manner, in every way, in every manner, I've been tested. Jesus, he was handsome. He was handsome and rugged. His father was a carpenter. He was rugged. They made fires out in the woods. They caught rabbits with their bare hands. <laughs> right? David killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands. These were some rough cats. These, these dudes were out. These, these were, these were, these were the outdoorsmen of today. These were these 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 were whole societies. We look at one person who lives off the grid in a wilderness, cut down the trees and made their own log cabin, and and they don't have indoor plumbing, and they have to go out every day and get water from the creek and come home. All right, and some of some of our people, especially in the in the Indian community and the black community, were doing this right up until the fifties and sixties, because of, because of being ostracized from the from the um, um, by by white oppressors in many communities around this country and even in Africa, South Africa, it still happens. These were rough, these were rough men and women. Jesus was tall. He was handsome. All right. Had calluses, probably looked like Superman, square jaw and everything, you know, and he was a type of gentleman that 
that, that listen to what I'm saying, women wanted to be with him and men wanted to be like him. You know, the Denzel Washingtons, you know, the, the you know, think, think of bodybuilders, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, in the day in the 70s when he was winning, when he was winning world body championships. All right. But some men didn't just want to be like him. Some men wanted to be with him also, just like the woman did. How can you be tempted in all manner and not be tempted by the sin of homosexuality or drug use or he wasn't married or fornication? Hmm. In all lying, gossip, caring gossip. His disciples came to him one day and said, there's a group of other folk. There's a church over there, uh, 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 the Baptist by the right side, and, uh, and, um, and they're using your name. They were bringing gossip to him. They were reporting stuff to him. And Jesus stopped them and said, I have many sheep that are not of this fold. And then he said something very profound. He said, they're children, and, and they write cute little pictures of this emaciated, milky, white, just pale skin. And, you know, I'm not going to get into what color Jesus was, what race, but, but he's depicted as emaciated, thin, vegan, you know, didn't eat for 19 days, skin all drawn together, you know, pale and, and drawn and, 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 uh, and underweight. It was just the opposite. He was a carpenter, as I just said. Hey, 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 hey. come on, somebody, somebody say amen. Are we learning tonight? Are we learning? Are we breaking some misconceptions? Are we breaking old, concept, old misconceptions tonight? Uh, amen. Jesus said the kingdom taketh by force. Jesus, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in a dark alley with Jesus and not be on his side. I'm talking in the physical flesh. He came in the temple and turned over the tables. What is somebody who, 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 who drank water for calories, you know, in some of the pictures that we see, right? In all the pictures that we see, all right? And they drew pictures of little children coming to him. But in the true vein of that, he was speaking of let the, let the little children come unto me. The, the, uh, one of the dynamics of that was certainly children, but one of the main dynamics of that was, was all of my children of light. I have children, I have sheep that are not of this group right here, Peter, John, Philip, my own brother James. I have sons of thunder. You know, y'all are the first church, but there's a whole lot like you. All right, I am so rambling. Uh, verse 27 Genesis 27. I'm, I'm so full. I've been studying this for so long. I have so much in me. So God created man in his own image. In the image God created he him. Male and female created he them too. This is all spiritual. And man was not dirt yet. This was they were invisible just like angels. Just like Lucifer was invisible to the naked eye. Just like God is invisible to the naked eye. Christ, Holy Spirit, they have to manifest themselves for the naked eye, for the human eye, to perceive them, to see them with their physical eyes. They have to manifest themselves into however they, they're God, however they choose to manifest themselves. 
This was in the spirit realm. So if God created two sexes in the spirit realm, how is God going to ordain same sex in the flesh realm? God created him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, and God blessed them, plural, them, and God said unto them, this is in the spirit realm, Adam wasn't closed with dirt until Genesis, the second chapter, verse seven, when God covered him with dirt, topsoil, and breathed the ruha, the breath of life, the spirit. Ruha means spirit. That word breath literally means ruha. And God breathed the breath, the, God breathed the spirit of himself. He gave himself into Adam. And Adam became a living soul. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Before Adam even walked physically on the earth, he knew what his assignment was. Now let's go to chapter four. Move with me. Move with me. I'm going to read. Yep, go to 28 through 32. Fourth chapter, three chapters over, uh, one, two, three, four, verses 25 through 26. And you can always come back and watch this. And Adam knew his wife again. Again. <laughs> so chapter three, that's when the sinny sin happened. All right. Chapter two, God, God manifest man by covering him with topsoil, breathed the ruha, the breath of life into him. Then the Bible says, he placed Adam in the east end of the Garden of Eden. All right, the fenced-in paradise. I explained that, what Garden of Eden means. I explained that last week. All right, garden uh, means fence or fenced-in, and Eden means paradise. It means paradise that had a protection around it. All right, when Adam and Eve sinned, God put them outside the garden and then put a flaming seraphim at the entrance. He only needed one because once Adam and Eve were put out of the Garden of Eden, they couldn't get back in except through the gate because there was a big fence around it. That's what garden means. It means fenced in. It means something now today. It means something different now. It's God put a flaming seraphim that 360 degrees so they couldn't get back into the garden. There's only one way to get in. All right. And there was no man to till the ground, for God had not caused mist to come yet. And so once man was manifested, now God caused it to rain. And we'll go from there. Verse 3, Adam sins with Eve right there. And that's how, the, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, they, and we read their punishments in, the, in part one of the seed, the serpent first. Uh, um, Eve second and Adam third and then after sin after sin Adam knew his wife twice Abel was born Cain was born we don't know well Cain was mentioned first but it could have been twins Cain kills his brother because Cain's non-blood sacrifice was unacceptable the Bible says that Abel became a keeper of sheep and and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, and Cain became 
the one who worked in the fields, who, who grew barley and wheat and okra and, and, and red and green peppers. When it came to time for sacrifice, Abel, Abel slew a animal and presented a blood sacrifice. Tonight we're dealing with the blood. Cain did not. He brought a, he brought a harvest offering, a basket full of fruit and vegetables and grains. And God said, your offering is unacceptable. So Cain, in his wrath and anger, slew his brother Abel. Isn't it ironic that when God asked for blood, Cain wouldn't bring it, but yet Cain ended up spilling blood anyway? If he'd just gone to his brother and made a deal for sheep, a barter, I'll give you 19 pounds of, 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 uh, of, uh, of, uh, of fruit, and his offering would have been acceptable. See, Satan's still, still spilling blood today. Yeah. So that was verse 3. Here's chapter, uh, of, of, uh, chapter 3. Tells the birth, births of, 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 uh, of their sin, Adam and Eve's sin, their punishments, including the serpent, and the births of their two sons, the death of one, and the, and the exile of Cain. God said, the, your, your, your punishment is too grievous. Everyone who sees me will kill me. God put a mark on him. We don't know what that mark is, so we're no sense in guessing. And he went on to begin to build cities. Cain did. Verse 4 is, Adam goes in and knows his wife again, and they had three. This is their third son. And Adam knew his wife again. Uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 25 and she bore a son and called his name Seth. All right, Sister Sharon, Sister Sharon Pearson has a beautiful, handsome son named Seth. All right, it's kind of like my, kind of like, I would say my little nephew, but uh, we call him Chad, but Seth could, Seth, Seth could pick me up by my ankles and turn me upside down and shake the change out of my hands, uh, out of my uh, pockets, all right? Uh, uh, Seth and Brandis. For God said, for God said, for, I'm sorry, named Seth, for God, she said, said she, hath appointed me another seed. She didn't say another son. She said another seed. If you don't think that God has ordained this, this is too big for me to understand. How can I tell this stuff? This is the, by the work of the Holy Spirit, the seed, the womb, and the blood. Said she, hath appointed me another seed, not another son, instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. See, a son may not necessarily bear another son or daughter. Abel was a son, but never bore children. But by, by saying he hath appointed me another seed, she is speaking prophetically, into the life of Seth that he would bear children and generations of children, which we're going to find out is still living today. The seed of Seth, 
There's two, there, there's two generations that live on the earth today. The seed of Seth and the seed of Abel. Now, yes, Adam and Eve went on to have other children. I, obviously. I, 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 the, word had, the world had to be populated. Cain had sons and daughters and sons and daughters and sons and daughters and they had sons and daughters and they procreated with each other until the earth got populated enough and then got instituted laws that now we don't, now we can, we can stop procreating with, rel with close relatives, all right? But that's me. I, think, I don't think that's much of a stretch for us to have to believe that that, that, that is true, right? But our, our planet today, our planet today, according to the Genesis story, there's only two bloodlines, and that's Cain and Seth. Abel never had children. Every human you see on the planet, so 8 billion people on the planet, trillions of people have come and gone. The world that was, uh, um, 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 but from Adam and Eve, there was only two bloodlines. And we're going to come to the sea and we're going to come to the flood and we're going to find something else out. Let me read 25 again. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For God, she said, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Verse 26, and to Seth, to him also was born a son, and he called his name Enos. And then man, men, and then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Could it be that Cain got his bad practices and his bad manners from his father and mother because had a week gone past, had nine weeks gone past, it, 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 it appears that, that God only had one rest day, right? And, but that's really not my expertise. So and there's some conjecture, a lot of theological um, uh, points of interest around, around days versus years and so forth. But the Bible tells us days, and the day was night, and the night was day, and God created the sun, and, and the sun, and then he created the moon and the stars. And on the sixth day and on the seventh day, God rested. We never see another day where God rested. The next thing we know, Adam and Eve messed up by eating from the tree of good and knowledge, of, of uh, good and evil. All right? We don't even know what the fruit was. I don't know where an apple came from, but we don't even know. How can an apple be sinful, but yet an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Humans. Some kind of creatures, huh? <laughs> Verse 26, and to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. This would be Adam and Eve's grandson through Seth. To him uh, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Three generations later, three generations later, that men began to call on the name of what we consider what would be would be Elohim. In your King James Bible, the word Lord here is in capital letters. All right. 28. And Lamech lived 180 years and uh, two years and begat a son. And he called, verse 29, and he called his name Noah. All right. So some things uh, I, I, I just skipped because it was, it, was, it was some genealogy there. 
Um, but um, but the Seth had Enos, Enos had such and such, such and such had such and such, such and such had uh, 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 Canaan had uh, Canaan lived and died, uh, but had Lamech, um, and Lamech had a son. So now we're like five, six generations from Adam and Eve, and there was a son born to Lamech, the grandson of Enoth, of who began to call on the name of the Lord, whose name was Noah. And verse 29 tells us what Noah means. And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed because of his great, 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 great grandfather, Adam's sin. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah 590 uh, and five years and begat sons and daughters. And all of the days of Lamech were 777 years, 777, and he died. Verse 32, and Noah was 500 years old and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And those are the three with their wives and Noah's boo that were on the boat. You just received the history of, of, of two, the two bloodlines, uh, uh, Cain's bloodline and Seth's bloodline. Uh, um, now, Genesis now, one chapter over, Genesis 5, all in the King James, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. See, we're laying a foundation here of the seed, the womb, and the blood on top. This is layered on top of the last two weeks. All right? This is the book of the generations of Adam. Drum roll. Something fell on my drum roll. If you have a study Bible, verse five, chapter five may say something like Adam's family record or fam or Adam's Adam's generations. Genesis chapter five, verses one through three. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the days in the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him, going back to Genesis 1, chapter 26, male and female created God them and blessed them and called their, here's where we're going to get into some pronouns. We think that the, we think that the, uh, that the alphabet mafia created pronouns and, and, um, and, 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 um, and, uh, um, yeah, God did it right here. Verse 2, chapter 5. Male and female created God them and blessed them, who's them, male and female, and called their, now you would think God uses the, God uses, God uses the term them, which means plural, Or they is always more than one, him or her, one. But they, when are they coming back? That means, oh, I thought, 
I thought Ray Ray went to the store by himself. No, they left together. Well, who went with Ray Ray? Because they implicates more than one. Male and female, God created he, them, more than one, and blessed them more than one, and called, but now all of a sudden God says, and called their name, their name, their means more than one, their name, it would be his name or her name, Adam, because they were still spirit. And the womb was still in the seed of the spirit man, Adam. I'm so geeked. I'm so excited. Y'all, y'all, I would ask y'all to forgive me, but, but I, I, I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm so excited just to reveal and to even learn myself and to go deeper myself. Male and female, God created them and blessed them and called their name, their name, Adam, in the day when they were created, verse three, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Some may conjure that after Adam's fall that he that 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 he may have reconciled with God or come to his own because now he had two sons, Abel and he had Cain. But now he has a son called Seth after his likeness and after his image and called his name Seth. Well, he didn't have a monkey or an ape or, or, or an elephant or a zebra. So what, what likeness was Seth born in? What image of his father was he born in? It's a nice question to ask. Okay, it's enough scripture. Uh, we, okay, we're, 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 we're good on time. Um, there shouldn't be too many questions right now because we just read scriptures that we've all read before. And if these are new to you, then spend the next two or three days, you know, with your, with your, uh, with your Earl Grey tea or your coffee or your, or your smoothies and, uh, and um, your, favorite, your favorite cookie or, or tube steak, rice and gravy, however you, you, know, you get down. That's how you get down, baby. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> Let me stop talking about food. I'm hungry for natural food. We're being fed spiritual food. And we'll get these notes from this week. I didn't send any notes out this week because I'll really clean these documents up, the links, put them in a, in a more form, the three, um, uh, the seed, the womb and the, and the blood, and I'll create a, a, uh, a, uh, a ebook. It'll be in an ebook form, and you'll be able to, uh, um, the table of contents, and you'll be able to, you'll be able to move around the document that way. All right. I'm just going to read. Imagine a flow chart. And of what this is just of what we've just read. This is a this is a overview. This is a bird's eye view of what we just read. Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Abel's blood, Abel's blood sacrifice was acceptable to God. Cain's non-blood sacrifice 
was not acceptable to God. We just, we, right, these are, these are biblical truths. We don't have to, I don't think we have to do too much explaining. Abel's blood sacrifice was accepted. Cain's, they both came from the earth, but God requires blood. This was all a forerunner of the, because of Adam's sin that introduced sin into the earth. Only blood will satisfy God. It is also why Satan wants to taint the bloodlines so that there won't be an acceptable savior. Hence the flood of, of, of Noah. Abel's blood sacrifice was accepted. Cain's non-blood sacrifice was not accepted. If we didn't know, now we know why, why sin crouched at the door of, of, of uh, Cain as the Bible tells us, um, um, because uh, God was pleased. It lets you know that our early ancestors had such a close relationship with God. Well, when Adam didn't show up on time to church, God was like, where you been, deacon? Where you been, deaconess? Where, where you been, elder? Where you been, choir member? Where you been? Well, it was the woman who made me late. Okay, that's not good enough. All right. Seth's or Abel's replacement generation began to call on the name of the Lord. It is Seth's generation. Abel died, murdered by his brother. Cain went on. A mark was placed on his forehead. We don't know what the mark is. There's no, no sense in conjecture or trying to guess. Mark of the beast. Those are two different marks. We may find out that they're the same, but the point is nobody knows. So no sense in trying to figure that out. All right. Um, uh, and Cain went on to build cities. All right. And uh, uh, so three sons that are that are mentioned by name that Cain that Adam and Eve had. Abel was murdered by his brother Cain. Cain was punished to be a wanderer, and he went on to build uh, cities. He went on to build the first large city, in fact, um, and um, uh, municipality, if you will. Um, and their third son, name was Seth, and in Seth's generation, it is Seth's bloodline that began to call on the name of the Lord. All right. So now we have two bloodlines. I want y'all to follow me. Follow, follow me as we tiptoe through the meadows. Abel's out the picture. He never had children, so he never had a bloodline. He never produced seed. He never got to use it. Well, I don't know if he got to use a seed, but I told y'all I was going to be good. I was going to be good pastor after, after, after the last two weeks. <laughs> use a seed. Get it? Uh, no? Okay. All right. Cain's bloodline. And Seth's bloodline, only three. The Bible says in, in chapter four that that uh, that 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 Adam and Eve went on to have other sons and daughters. Obviously, they have more children, right? But only three children are mentioned specifically by name: Abel, Cain, and Seth. Abel never had children. Cain 
went on to build cities. So we end, he had sons and daughters. We know Seth went on to have sons and daughters because Seth had a son named Enos. Enos had another son, another son. That son had a son named Canaan. Canaan had a son named Lamech. Lamech had a son named Noah, which would be the savior that God had built a boat and put his three sons, Ham, Japheth, and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and their three wives and his wife ate in the boat. We just walked through the entire Bible. We just went through generations in, in, a, in an hour, in 45 minutes. We just went through the entire and came right up to the boat. Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Abel's blood sacrifice was accepted. Cain's non-sacrifice, non-blood sacrifice was not. Seth's generation began to call on the name of the Lord that left two bloodlines, Cain and Seth. Cain, in chapter, in Genesis 4, was a godless bloodline. It was Seth's bloodline that began to call on the name of the Lord. If Seth, if Cain, who was born first, born before Seth, if he called on the name of the Lord, the Bible would have said, and Cain's generation began to call on the name of the Lord. So we have two bloodlines, a godless bloodline and a godly bloodline. The godless bloodline is the bloodline of Cain. The godly bloodline is the bloodline of Seth. And Noah is the great-grandson of, of, uh, of Seth. So now, when Genesis 6 and 9, and let's look at it, when you get this uh, uh, by, by week's end, I'll have a link. Here's what Genesis 6 and 9 says. All right? This should be familiar to us. All right? And... Uh, and I have, and um, and I went to for this. I used uh, um, U version, and um, each week I'm um, I'm sending links to different websites, and hopefully we'll we'll in our study and in our in our entertainment as we read um, nightcaps, reading the Bible and so forth. Wake up in the morning, reading scripture. You'll have a much wider variety or choices of online uh, biblical resources to go to. All right. So let's, uh, this is the, um, let's read the New Living Translation. Yeah, let's read the New Living Translation. All right. You'll find a button and you can click on it and, and it'll have, oh my gosh, plain English version, PEV, um, uh, um, there's, uh, there's Latin, um, German, uh, Revised Standard Version, Old Tradition, uh, RSV. Uh, 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 I mean, there, there's all, there, there's uh, Revised Standard Version, Revised Version 1865. Um, um, you can kind of see where Pastor's head is at. Uh, uh, La Biblia. Um, uh, uh, La Biblia de las Americans, um, um, uh, Nuvia 
Bibla de las Americas, Americanas, um, uh, uh, Nuva Bibla Vine. Uh, there's, 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 there's literally, there's literally 60 versions here. Um, English, non-English, uh, um, Russian, um, there's something for everyone, but we're going to read from the New Living Translation, the NLT, just to give us some variety. Genesis 6 and 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man. He came from the bloodline of Seth that began to, that at that time, for the first time in humanity, they began to call on the name of the Lord. Remember, God went to find Adam at the appointed time in the garden. God showed up and there was no Adam. Adam, where art thou? Uh, see, see what happened was, um, what happened was, um, I got caught up in a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yo, she was, she was 36, 24, 36, you know, you know, Rashila Lasta, where, you know, where are you? It's the appointed time. See God, what happened was, um, um, see what happened was, um, he was tall, dark and handsome. And, um, you know, it's been a while since I've been touched by man and, you know, and, you know, I was just, you know, my, you know, my soul loves Rallo. <laughs> no. Mother Hill, I'm kind of glad I, I can't see your face right now because I know. <laughs> my soul loves Rashina Wallace. I may see Matsuko Sisana. God said, no, your soul should love Jesus enough to not fall for that banana in the tailpipe again. And again, as you did before, again and 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 again. And I forgive you then and I'll forgive you now. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man because he was from the bloodline of Seth, the first bloodline to call on the name of the Lord. In the inhumanity as we know it from the flood of Genesis 1 and 1. And in the beginning, the earth was covered with water and, and God's spirit. For the first time since the flood of Genesis 1 and 1, it's not till chapter 5 that men began to call on the name of the Lord. And it was through the bloodline of Seth. And Noah is the fifth generation from Seth. So Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Uh, um, uh, let's read the NIV. This same, same, uh, same, uh, same, uh, version, uh, um, just the NIV, um, um, uh, new international version. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people, uh, of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. All right, let's read one more. Let's find one more version. Net, I, I love the net. Um, I use this. I use this much. 
um, the new century version. I like that. Um, uh, NSAB, um, um, many of those, but I, I, uh, the message, let's see what the message says. It speaks in our language today. <laughs> All right. This is the message. This was back in the days. Nope. Six and four. And I want. Okay. The, uh, um, uh, yeah, that, that's not going to be a good, um, all right. The, uh, net version, new English translation. Um, you get a lot of this in, in, in my studies. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a godly man. He was blameless among his contemporaries. He walked with God. Now, let's remember what this is in light of. All right? All right. We just read, we just read three versions. We just read three versions of, the, uh, of Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. Because we're talking about the blood. Now... Walk with me. Let's go to, let's read verses 1 through 5, 1 through 8 of chapter 6. We've read, we've read chap, verses out of chapter 1. We've read verses out of chapter 3. We've read verses out of chapter 4. We've read verses out of chapter 5. And now we're reading verses, we're reading the first nine verses of chapter 6. We just went all the way from man being created in God's likeness and in his image in the spirit realm to fallen angels having sexual intercourse with the woman of the earth. It sounds like alien stuff, right? To contaminate the bloodline because from Cain's bloodline, Satan used Cain's bloodline because Cain refused to use blood in the right sense. He spilled blood, huh? but he did not present blood. Abel presented blood to God. Cain spilled blood to the ground. And Cain's bloodline is still spilling blood on the ground today. Ukraine, blood is being spilled. Gaza Strip, blood is being spilled. Every time a man murders his wife, blood is being spilled. Parasite, every time a child kills their parent, blood is being spilled. Infocide, every time a parent kills their child, it's called infocide. That child could be 56 years old when, 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 when uh, Marvin Gaye, sexual healing, sexual healing is something that's, is it good for me or is it bad for me? Hmm. Shouldn't be much of a debate, right? It's bad, just in case you didn't know that. 
His father killed him. It's well known. It's still called infanticide. When a parent kills a child, it's infanticide. When our race of humans, biologically, uh, 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 anthropology, uh, anthropologists have deemed this version of human beings as homo sapien. So when one human kills another human, it's called homocide. We say it phonetically, homicide. But homicide, the H-O-M-O comes from the designation of human beings as homo sapien. Just phonetically, we don't say homicide, we say homicide. It's just the way we, because humans just got to break, we got to go across the field and everything. Yo, yo, what's up, baby? B-O, right? I ain't going to be done dead. We just can't say the words proper, right? But properly would be homicide. Parent, parasite. all right? When a child kills their parent, the Menendez brothers, they killed their mother and father. That's parasite. When a parent kills their child, infant, it's called infanticide. Blood is being spilt on the ground. Now, if Abel's blood spoke out to God, your brother's blood is speaking from the earth. Now, imagine every blood, every, every, especially every innocent blood that spilled, that becomes a sacrifice to the earth, whoa, cries out to God. And I want you to imagine that since 1973, World vs. Wade, 63 million, 63 million blood cries have gone up to God. And God is asking us, the blood of infants is crying to my ears. And Cain said such an infamous statement. And sometimes the church, I'm saying about the body of Christ, sometimes we echo what Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? But yet Christ, in retort and in defense of what the Pharisees tried to hoodwink them, love God with your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbor your global neighbor as yourself. So the answer is yes. We are our brother's keeper. Verse 6, um, chapter 6, verses 1, verses 1 through 8. I'm going to read it in quick succession, King James. And it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth. And it came to pass when men, only two bloodlines now, Seth's bloodline, in Cain's bloodline. But Seth began to call on the name of the Lord. They made blood sacrifices. They made they made the they made they made the proper they made the proper sacrifice of 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 animals, of acceptable animals. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, who are the sons of God? When Satan was in heaven and God said he was walking to and fro, what was he called? And the sons of God presented themselves before God. And God said, what are you doing? And Satan said, walking to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. But they were referred to as sons of God. So we now, when we read in the Bible, sons of God, we know that they are 
angels. They are, in particularly, they are fallen angels. They are still sons of God. Listen, listen, Satan may be a dog, but guess what? He's God's dog. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't tug the mask of the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. There's a song in the 70s by Jim, by, by uh, folk artist uh, uh, Jim Crouch. All right? But the name of the song was called Junkyard, Junkyard Jim. Satan may be a junkyard dog. You don't tug on Superman's cape. That's going to be in your brains for a while, right? You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. Deacon Howard, I know you're going to be vibing off this for, <laughs> I know you are. Sorry to mess up your day, bro. And the fallen angels, the angels, the third of the angels that chose to rebel with Satan. Yeah. When the archangel Michael stood in heaven and cast Satan down to the earth and the trail that went behind Satan was a third of the angels, an innumerable number, an uncountable number. These are the sons of God. And listen to what the King James says. We're only reading from the King James. There's no misinterpretation. And the fallen angels that were kicked out of heaven and, and placed on earth saw the daughters of men, the daughters of Cain, because they were ungodly. God is expecting the godly to rebuke Satan. And all of his attempts to infiltrate us, to infiltrate our life, to muddy our lives. He is the accuser of the brethren. But if we don't fall for any of his tricks, then what are we going to accuse him of? How is he going to, what, what is he accusing us of? You know the only thing Satan could accuse Job of? This is how, this is the life that Job led. The only thing that Satan could accuse Job of was having a hedge around him by God. But I want you to listen to how Satan, sometimes Satan knows us almost better than we know ourselves. He's banking on that because we, we, we don't know. He said, but if you take the hedge down, he didn't say, I'll make him commit adultery. He didn't say, I'll make him commit murder. He didn't say, I'll make him lie and cheat and gossip and character assassination. He didn't say, I'll make him abandon his children and go get a pack of cigarettes one day and never come home. He didn't, he, he didn't say that he would raise his daughters to not love their, their children and with empathy and love. He didn't say, he said, I'll make him curse the day he was born. Well, there's, there's 18 trillion things that are worse than that. His wife told him, curse, you should, because you might as well go ahead and do what Satan wanted you to do and be over with it. But he chose to leave her or let her walk out with her alligator bags, with, with, with her Kelly bags, with her Louis Vuitton bags. Then tolerate anyone in his life that was not of godly character. Huh. 
I'm just, I'm just showing what the Bible says. That the sons of God, let's read verse 1, and then we, I'm going to go, I'm gonna promise I'm going to go through this. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, the fallen angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. The word fair simply means beautiful. Fly. Her, nails, Gucci bags, makeup, just beautiful, attractive, want something to be desired, someone to be desired. A car can be fair. A Porsche, uh, a 1977 Lincoln Continental with, with uh, suicide doors, something to be desired. And they took them wives of all which they chose. These are, and later they're called men of renown or men of old or great men. These, these men, these fallen angels who had sexual intercourse with the woman of men married them, took them out of of circulation for earthly men deposited spiritual demonic seed into earthly woman that produced giants. Somebody's light bulbs just went out. I can see your head. You just had an epiphany. Well, what was Goliath? Goliath was the child of a fallen angel and an earthly woman. And Goliath had brothers. And the daughters of men, and they saw that the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. These were such great, they were angels, they were fallen angels. And humans were powerless because the bloodline of Cain did not call on the name of God. So they were, they were literally powerless. They had no protection against the wiles of the enemy. We wrestle not, Ephesians, we wrestle not against blood. Whew, my God. I know we're hearing this. I, I know we're getting this. I just know we are. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities in high places. High places, where did fallen angels come from? Where, where did the men of renown come from? Where, where, where did the sons of God come from? They, come, they came from on high. Satan is the ruler of the atmosphere. Daniel, where were you? I've been waiting 21 days. I've been waiting 20 days for a message from God. And Michael said, I, I had your message from the day, uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel chapter 3, verse 10. From the day you spoke it, I heard it. And God said, go, go to my son Daniel and give him the message. Tell him what the vision is going to be. Tell him what's going to happen to Babylonia. Tell him what's going to happen to the children of Israel in bondage to, to, to Babylon. Tell him what's going to happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. But he said, the prince of Persia, the prince of Persia stopped me because he didn't want me to get this message to you. These are the sons of God. Verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he hath also, for, for that he also is flesh. 
yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, we just read verses, verses 3, 4, and 5. The few verses I skipped in verse 5, through the bloodline of Seth, was a son named Jared. J-A-R-D. We have a, our, our youngest child, Trish and I, his name is Jared. Jared is floating around here somewhere. J-A-R-D. Jared Pierce. His middle name is Pierce. And uh, Trish, Trish thought that, you know, she, she thought that she should have married uh, Pierce Bronson, you know, the actor. And, uh, and I didn't agree with her. But then when he became, uh, 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 he became um, uh, 007, he played, I think, two or three uh, movies at 007. I'm like, that's, that, that, that's a cool dude. Yeah. And he has, makes a lot more money than me. Right. And he drove a, he drove a DB4, Austin Martin. Shaken, not stirred. Well, Jared's significance in the Bible is, number one, he was born in the bloodline of Seth. That means that he called on the name of the Lord. He did the right types of sacrifice. He obeyed the laws and the precepts of God. And he was the grandfather of Moses. He was the great-grandfather of, not Moses, uh, thank you, Mother Hill. I did that, I did that last week, didn't I? Uh, Jared was the great-grandfather of, of uh, Noah. But Jared holds the distinction of being the oldest recorded person in the Bible, three, 963 years, 964 years. He was over 960 years old. Jared holds the distinction. When we named Jared, we didn't, I didn't even know Jared was in the Bible. Jared was like two years old. I'm like, Trish, our baby's in the Bible. She's like, shut your mouth, baby. I'm like, no, look at this, Jared. It's right in the Bible. So, yeah, yeah. I got to name one out of six children. <laughs> that, was, that was Junior. That was our first son. I, I didn't get to name anybody else. So now we have verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a one hundred and twenty years. Now we just read chapters three, chapters four, chapters five. We had a man that lived upwards of almost almost one thousand years old. One generation later, one generation later, once fallen angels started having sexual intercourse, and in Satan's attempt to infiltrate the seed, the blood, to in, in Satan's attempt to infiltrate the blood through demonic seed because the Savior was coming. Genesis 3, when God punished Eve, we went through this and that we went through this last week. With, we went through this last week with the seed. We, went, we just went, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm, 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 I'm so excited, I'm punching the table. Eve received three punishments. All right. And we went through that last week, Genesis, the third chapter, verses like like 15. Through. But he said to the serpent who went first, he said, and I will put enmity between you and the between your seed and the woman's seed and the woman and your seed shall bruise the heel of her seed. But her seed, the woman's seed shall bruise thy head. Hmm. Christ, Satan knew then 
that blood was the answer. That there would be a savior that would come and his blood would be perfect. The only way Satan could stop Christ from coming was to contaminate the bloodline. Saints, I'm cutting across the field here and I hope I'm, I'm, I'm not giving y'all softballs. I'm not pitching underhanded uh, fourth grade girls softball and easy pitching. No, I'm, 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 I'm pitching MLB, Astros, Yankees, uh, 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 Red Sox, um, uh, Astros. Uh, um, uh, 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 um, uh, I'm throwing fastballs overhand 104 miles an hour. And you're swinging it, but guess what? You're catching it, and you're knocking them out the ballpark. You are knocking, you are knocking home runs because you're catching this. Satan knew that the only way that I won't, that I will not be defeated, is that if I can contaminate the entire bloodline of the human race. But there was one man in Genesis six and nine that was a pure stock. Because his great, 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 great grandfather, Seth, began to obey the laws of God. His precepts upon precepts upon precept, line upon line upon line, is archaic and as tedious as some of these laws of God, which we went through exhaustively in the first week of the seed. If you have a discharge by accident, if you cut yourself in the field and wake up at three o'clock in the morning and pus is running out from your cut, which is white blood cells, it's your body's way that God created to get rid of viruses and contamination. And that's what pus is. It's, it's the body's reaction to get stuff foreign agents out of your body. It's, you're supposed to have that. But God said, even that, go outside the city. And if that cut opened up, and if it touched a pillow, if it touched, cut a, touched a sheet, take it outside the city. If you have an, even an accidental discharge, boys going through puberty have discharges in their sleep. We know what it's called. There's no sense in saying what it is. God said when a father woke up in the morning and saw that their son had an accidental discharge in their dreams at night, you had to take, scoop up everything, take him outside the city. You couldn't even urinate inside the camp. You couldn't even defecate with your body functions that God gave us to eliminate waste from our body. But he said, I want my space clean. If God cares that much about where you urinate, you and I don't urinate in the middle of our floors. There's laws again. You can't go outside and urinate in the parking lot. There's laws against that. Ooh. How much more do you think God is protecting the womb and the seed? Let's get through this. Verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, uh, for that he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. When was the last time you heard of any human on earth living past 120 years? It's kind of funny, isn't it? Hmm. Light bulb's going off. Huh. One generation later, 
Men were, men were having babies at 560 years old. We just read it. Lamech was 520 after such and such. Lamech lived to be after such and such. Canaan lived to be lived 560 years. They were having babies at 300 years old. They were having babies. Noah was 120 years old and had three children in the same year. The Bible, that's what the Bible says. He lived to be 120, and it may have been in succession years. Obviously, they, they weren't triplets, but at 120 years. In, in one generation, while Noah was living, while Noah was living, he had his children beginning at the age of 120. In one generation, it got so bad. Satan contaminated the bloodline so bad. Abortion, murder, race wars, wars and rumors of wars. Lies, deceit, the world was so much sinful mayhem in the world that God said, I'm removing my hand from a whole side of a generation. And that's the Cain generation. He said, now my spirit will no longer walk side by side with yours. Now, instead of living 960 years, now I'm still living 840 years. Now I'm still living 722 years. Now I'm still living 910 years, which one of the men in, 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 uh, in, uh, in uh, Seth's generation lived. One, 910, uh, Jared lived 960 years old. We went from one generation, Noah, having children at 120 years old. God said the days of man shall be numbered or limited to 120 years. And saints, I want y'all to take 10 seconds and I want y'all to post what the first thing that pops into your mind. When was the last, from, 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 uh, from the monks of Tibet, uh, who only eat yogurt and 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 mountain spring water, uh, uh, to to any society, any one of the five continents, no matter how healthy they eat. When uh, um, um, there's a lot of Octagonians, I believe that's 100 years or older. Uh, a, a centurions, it's called uh, 100 years old centurions. When was the last time you and I heard anyone? I think it's Good Morning America. They celebrate centurions. Uh, uh, Al Roker. I don't know if he still does it, but I think once a week he would have a segment, Al Roker, and they would celebrate um, uh, 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 a, an American who turned 100 years old. And there's a pocket, I believe, in, I, I believe in, in, in Asia, uh, in a Chinese, in the country of China, a province where it's the oldest humans by average live. And I think the average is like 98 to 105. But when was the last time you and I heard of a human being in the last 200 years that lived past 120 years? Now, there may have been one or two. There's always anomalies. But by average, every once in a while 118, every once in a while 110, every once in a while 114. But when was the last time you're reading it here live 2.0? You're tracking it right now live. This is GPS. We're tracking it. I'm tracking you. Are you tracking this? Are you tracking God's word? Yet the days shall be 120 years. Verse four. Let me hurry up because I want to get done in time. There were giants in the earth in those days. In the days of Noah, there were giants in the earth. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, came into, when they'd come into their house, they came into their vaginas. 
Jack and Jill went up the hill, went up the hill to. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the sky up above. And a thing called fallen angels having intercourse, sexual intercourse with the woman of the earth who then had children and they were giants. And in those days, also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bore children to them, the fallen angels, the fallen angels had sexual intercourse and deposited their demonic spiritual seed into the earthly wombs, into the, in, in their, in their time of ovulation. I left links last week of the, of, of the, of, 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 a, uh, of, of, of the entire process, I gave you the, the, the female elephant and, 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 and her cycle, her menstrual cycle. It's like 16 weeks, all right? It's like, like 16 weeks, right? And, and, um, and, and, um, and they bore children, the woman of earth bore children to the fallen angels, bore children to them, the same, the children became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. This is what Goliath was and his brothers. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great. This is why David was able to call Goliath uncircumcised giant. Because the bloodline of Seth, the bloodline of Seth, circumcised their children because God's law called for the called for the children of light to to circumcise their children it was a way of, of it was sim, it was a physical act of symbolically cutting away the flesh from our hearts circumcision was an outwardly sign of inward circumcision, which Paul's talked about, circumcision of the heart. Verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Like former President Trump invented this, like Hitler invented this, like Idi Amin invented this, <laughs> like Mussolini invented this, like, like, like Hitler invented every evil imagination of the thoughts in the heart. Verse six, and it repented the Lord. <clears throat> Repent means to change your mind, 180 degrees. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. This is the first of two times that God repented making anything. The first one was here. This was man as whole. The second time God repented, it was the children of Israel. He repented that he made Israel. And Moses, the first typology of a pastor, stood in the gap and said, God, why did you even, if you're God and you know everything, you're omnipotent, you're omnipowerful, you're omniscient, you know everything, and you're omnipresent, you're everywhere. You knew Israel was going to sin. You knew, you knew Israel was, was going to make child sacrifices, blood sacrifices of their children uh, to, the God, to, the, to the heathen God of Baal and Molech. In, in the in the in the in the uh, 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 valley of Hinnon, you knew they were going to do this. We're we going. We, we, we're learning something. 
And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart because the bloodline was being messed with. Because God knew that if we let man keep going, that there would be no clean human left on earth. Nimrod started building a temple to the heaven. And God said, if we let man keep going because they're wicked continually, their imagination is wicked. So he confused their languages. And it was called Babel, which means confusion. Verse 7, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created. We're almost at verse 9. We're going to end on this. We just read verse 9 about Noah and his status. Verse 7, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. Now, when you go back to Genesis 1, here's why I read it. I'm coming up on it. Oh, gosh, I have two minutes. The creation story of Genesis 1. Verse 26, we just read it, we just read it, when God in the spirit, when God created man in his image and in his likeness, both male and female created he them to give them, uh, to, 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 to multiply, to reproduce and multiply, and to have dominion over the beast, over the creeping thing, and over the fowls of the air, and over the fish of the sea. But listen to what God said in verse 7. That was Genesis 1, 26 through 29. We just read it. You've read it a hundred times before. The fish of the sea have dominion over it. But look what God said in verse 7. And I will, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, but no fish of the sea. Because besides the eight people in the ark, guess who didn't die? Many didn't die. Many fish of the sea. Some did. Many did. We have fossil proof of that. But there are species that survived. God did not mention in verse 7, chapter 6, that beasts would also die. He said, I mean, that fish in the sea. He said, beasts of the field, the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Verse 8, we're almost, we're almost, we're almost, we're almost at verse 9. But, somebody say but. Here's where, I, here's where, I, got, here's where I, I got so excited a few weeks ago. And, uh, and uh, Elder Karen Howard and, and uh, Kingdom Academy. And uh, she talked about the word B-U-T and, and, and inserting, uh, but I would have, but if this hadn't happened, but, but see, see, see what happened, God. And I got so geeked. I was so excited. I, that, that just set my soul on fire. And, 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 I, and, I, and in between, uh, but as a, as a, uh, as a, as a conjunction, uh, 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 grammar, conjunction, junction, what's your function? The first rap song, you know, in American history, Sesame Street. Conjunction function, what's your function? So be careful. Blame it on the pot liquor. Blame it on the JoJo, the coffee, yo. 
But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, now let's wrap this up tonight. Now let's read this in light of verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. The word perfect here, the Hebrew, the Strong's Hebrew letters, the word uh, uh, numbers is is H8549. H stands for, in the Strong's Dictionary, H always means Hebrew, Old Testament. When you see a G, G means Greek, and then you'll have four numbers. If it's H, it's Old Testament. That's how you know if it's capital G, it's New Testament. Old Testament is Hebrew, New Testament is Greek, and you'll always have four letters, four numbers rather. H, Hebrew, 8549, uh, Tem and I'm not quite sure I'm butchering that. I'm butchering that. An adjective uh, meaning uh, 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 an adjective modifies a noun, all right, or explains a noun. Uh, complete, blameless, or complete in over half of the occurrences, uh, it describes an animal to be sacrificed to the Lord, whether a ram, a bull, or a lamb. With respect to time, the term is used to refer to a complete day, a complete seven or Sabbath weeks, and a complete year. When used in a moral sense, the word is linked to truth, virtue, uprightness, and righteousness. So, since the fallen angels had sex with earthly women, in Satan's attempt to contaminate the bloodline, the Bible tells us that Noah was a just man. All right? So that's all we need to know, that Noah was just. He was right. He was good. But why did Noah find grace in the eyes of the Lord? Because Noah and his three children were the last bloodline that had not been infiltrated by fallen angels. So he was perfect, along with being just. That means obeying the laws and the precepts of God. He was perfect. He was, his bloodline was pure and complete. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, Ham, and Japheth. Well, we already know that because he told us that in verse 5. The, in fact, the last verse of verse 5 ends with Lamech begat Noah. They explain Noah's name, Savior, from the curse of the earth. And, and, uh, and, um, and, uh, and the curse of the earth was not only the curse of Adam and working by the sweat of his brow, but the curse of the earth was also that the earth, the seed was contaminated with blood, just like Abel's blood 
have the earth, Abel's blood contaminated the earth. And today, as in Noah's day, saints, God said, I've destroyed the earth twice with water, and I'll give you a rainbow. Oh, I've gone over my time. I've given you a rainbow as a covenant agreement, as a sign that I won't destroy the earth with water again. But here's the thing with water. You have time. Here's the thing with fire. You have a very limited time. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be in, in, uh, insensitive to those who have, who have gone through house fires and, and, um, or we may have family members who have, who have suffered uh, and, and lost loved ones in, in any type of fire, right? But flooding, we have time. There's warnings. There's, but when fire happens, it's, sometimes it's a matter of seconds. Is literally, life hangs in the balance by seconds. But the third time, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. It's fire and brimstone because he told us that. Saints, the question is not what is going to happen next. The question is, when is it going to happen? We have surpassed the wickedness of Noah's day. We have surpassed the wickedness of Genesis, the sixth chapter, leading up to Noah. But this time, the just will not be put in a boat. The just and the perfect. The Bible says, mark the perfect man. We're going to be caught up. Saints, may I leave you with that? May I leave you with that thought? Christ is coming. The earth is going to be destroyed. There's going to be a sequence of events. Armageddon. We're coming back with wings. We're coming back as, as, as autopilots. But we have to be on the right side of this. Saints, we've got to get it right here. We have compassion. We have love. We have compassion. We have love. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, a, I'm on a tour I'm on a missionary tour. I'm reaching out to everybody. I'm, my time, I'm, I'm, I'm always behind time and stuff, but I want to reach out in love and compassion and friendship to everyone I know. Saved, unsaved, goat, chicken, roach, cow, cat, dog, cat, dog, cat, dog. When we pray tonight, Saints, let us call out by name that man or that woman, loved one, co-worker, neighbor, that child, that effeminate boy, that, 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 uh, that uh, young girl that, that just has overtones of masculinity. Some things are just chemical imbalances and, 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 and other things are environmental or proximity. I had, I, had a, I, had a, I had a had an adult woman tell me my father always wanted a boy. He he despised me because he never had children, and I'm the oldest, and he wanted a boy. So he dressed me as he he when I was too young. He dressed me as a as a man. He made me play basketball, made me play tag football. And 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 I'm and I'm suffering with some things now. Because of, because I wasn't allowed to be a girl. I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to wear to wear lace and. And, 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 and ivory and, and earrings. My father made me 
He made me into who I am today. And now the world looks at me, the church looks at me and frowns their nose at me. They didn't say this here, but that's, this is what we do. This is what the church does. We eat our own. <laughs> we destroy our own from the inside out. Christ says, come as you are. I implore you, I ask you, I beg you tonight as we're closing, and thank you for being patient with me. I beg of you. I beg of you, Brian, begs of you tonight as you say your prayers to call on at least one name of someone you know who's struggling or not even struggling with their lifestyle, with a same-sex lifestyle. And when I use the word homosexuality, that's a, I use it as a broad term for same-sex lesbianism. There are pockets of communities and humans who delve into bestiality. It's in the Bible. I just, I, I just thought that that was a little too much for us these last three weeks. But if y'all want to get into that in a few weeks, you tell me if you're ready for it, and I'll show you. I'll go to the Bible. I'll go to the Bible, and we'll, 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 we'll break that thing down. All right? Anytime your seed cannot produce a seed in its own image and in, and in its own likeness, then it's an abomination to God. Anytime your seed, and when you spill it, when a man spills a seed on the ground, it doesn't reproduce anything. God said, I don't like that. When a man's seed is deposited into another male, he said, I don't like that. When a woman can't produce a seed and another woman can't produce a seed, 10,000 women in a room at the same time doing whatever 10,000 women in the same room at the same time doing, you know, you know, bump and grind, whatever it is. Excuse me, Lord, please forgive me. Y'all forgive me for that one. There's no seed at all. There's only, there's only eggs. There's only ovaries. There's only menstrual cycles. There's no seed at all. And the, and the seed of fallen angels is not human. Not only is it spiritual, but it's demonic. We just read, we just read 150 scriptures tonight in the likeness and in the image of God. We read 100 scriptures where men in, in verses 4 through 5, 3, 4, and 5, uh, 4 and 5, where men produce children in their image and in their likeness. Seth produced Enos in his likeness and in his image. Two men can't produce anything in anybody's image, in anybody's likeness. Saints, this isn't the church coming for folk. When we teach these things and break it down, now we can have a better understanding. And I hope that has happened in these last three weeks. This is why God wants to be in your bedroom. This is why God's not even asking you. This is why God is in our bedchambers. This is why he wants us to understand. I don't hate. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I hate this as an abomination, but here's the reason why. Because if I didn't destroy the earth through, through the Noahic flood, Christ wouldn't have been able to come because the world would have been contaminated. Christ couldn't come through the seed, through the womb of a woman who had been contaminated with the semen of fallen angels. And as we conclude, I know we've never heard it like this before, 
but 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 I hope it's received. And 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 I believe it is. Ella Jones is coming uh, next week uh, for at least a couple of weeks. And um, and uh, but as we learn, as we um, uh, elder elder uh, Napoleon Munoz, uh, woo, let's say man, elder Napoleon Munoz is is bringing the word this Sunday, the fourth Sunday. Kingdom Academy begins at at uh, nine thirty to uh, ten thirty a.m. I believe I believe Elder uh, 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 Elder Karen Howard is coming this week. Elder um, Elder uh, 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 Walter Howard uh, presided over Kingdom Academy last week, Sunday school. Nine thirty to ten thirty this Sunday is our Fame Sunday. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, family and multicultural uh, um, day, and we are celebrating Black History Month this Sunday. We will have a program. Our youth pastor, uh, um, Elder uh, Yvonne Jones, and her entire staff, and all that work with her, and our adults, uh, you are welcome. We invite you to come out this Sunday. Bring your youth every, every if, you, if it's your youth, first time at the King's Healing Room, 18 and under, all right? They will be able to, our, to participate in, in our youth program. And as an adult, even visiting for the first time, you can participate by just coming. If you want to, if you want to participate on another level, then bring your daishiki. Yeah, bring, your, bring, bring, your, bring your Afrocentric headdress. All right, we'll we'll all be decked out. I have uh, I have my gift uh, from the Howards, and I I know they're special, but I always think I'm special, and then, but then, everybody's special to them. So we all we all receive some gifts, and I, and I believe I believe this is this is a uh, something that a, a garment that will work very very well for uh for uh for black history month that is this sunday at the king's healing room our uh sos service on sunday begins at 11 a.m father in the name of jesus we thank you for your loving kindness and we intend mercies lord we thank you for the re revelation of your word we thank you for the unfoldment of your word. Lord, I pray that as we begin to rest on this word, as we begin to chew on this word, as we begin to gnaw on this word, as we begin to, uh, 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 oh, like the folk, chew, like chewing tobacco, as we, as we turn it over and put it on the other side and chew on a little more and just kind of break it down like tough meat, like, like, like a tough T-bone. We got to chew it a little bit before we swallow it. We got to chew it and break it down our teeth and gnaw on it and, and, and before and just take little bites and take it down. Lord, Lord, I pray that as Jeremiah, this, this three-part study may be bitter in our mouths. It may be bitter in our ears. It may be bitter for us to understand. But like the prophet Jeremiah, let it be honey in our stomachs. He loves y'all so much. But guess what? God loves you with an undying love. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. That's why he caused a flood and saved the one man who was of pure bloodstock. It was, it was good that he was upright and he was righteous, but he saved Noah because Noah had not, Noah's father, Noah's mother, Noah's grandmother, because of the bloodline, because of his great, 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 great grandfather, Seth, 
began to call on the name of the Lord? What, who in your family began to call on the name of the Lord? My Aunt Adelia Lee, Sister Sharon Pearson's grandmother, began to call on the name of the Lord in Syracuse at a, at a church in a little wooden floor called Peyton Temple in Syracuse. And Mother Shirley Hill, her mother, Mother Hazel Moore, Mother Idelia Lee's sister, moved to Syracuse with her son, Benjamin, and her daughter, Shirley. And on Shirley, on, on little, this little girl, this little seven, eight-year-old girl, on her way to school, first, first Monday in Syracuse, she met two little other girls, came to be three other little girls, and excuse my first name vernacular, but they came to be known as Mother Helena Aikens, mm, Mother Mary Lively, and Mother Lillian Stancil. And they became the three amigos, they became the four, the three or four musketeers. And that circle began to grow. But they invited her to the church that they went to. And it began, and it also was this little storefront church with a piano and a washboard and spoons for drums named Peyton Temple, now known as Peyton Memorial Temple. Saints, who in your bloodline began to call on the name of the Lord? That now you and I are walking in this marvelous light. Lord, watch over and keep us as we sleep and as we slumber. In the name of Jesus, watch over us through the first watch, the second watch, the third watch, and the fourth watch. Let us wake up in the morning ready and willing to give your name to praise us. Save our children, give them a mind to be saved down to the tenth generations. Keep us, cause us to prosper in every way possible. Bring to an end everything that matters to us in Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. <laughs> oh, Mother Hill, come on. Aunt Nancy Joe and the and the Peyton Temple Choir. Oh, wow. <laughs> A lamp. Until my path is healed. <laughs> Reverend James Cleveland, God has smiled on me. I don't know what he is to you. Okay, I'm leaning in. All right, I got this caramel nugget dome, so don't be scared. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, he has set us free. Oh, yes. he set me. He set me free. Oh. Uh, Sister Marie Rivers, God bless you, dear. You know he'll love you. Been good, you've been good to me. Yes, yes. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, Sister Tanya. Townsville. God bless you, dear. 
God bless you. I was three days late getting back to your text, wasn't I? <laughs> well, you, uh, we was late getting back to each other. God bless you, dear. We love you, Trish and I. Truth of time, you know we love you so much. And guess what? We know that you love us. You have proven that. We love you so much, dear. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We love you. Sister McNair, yes. Brother Clyde, usual suspects. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Brother Josh Walsdorf. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Yes, we love seeing everyone on. Everyone. This is beautiful. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Elder Hosmer. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, that's my brother from another mother. Yes, yes, yes. Mother Hill. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I don't. I don't see any knives out to slash my tires. Ella Howard, God bless you. Walter Howard. God bless you. God bless you. Sister Marie Rivers, I can see you singing this song right here. Woo, I can see I can see you to the glory of God that the whole that the entire congregation may be filled with the train, with the smoke of our heavenly father, with the glory of our father as we worship him in song and dance. God bless you. He loves you. God bless you. We have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Givelify app by downloading Givelify using your iOS or Android device and search the King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIVE to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tie, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.